Hello, hello, hello. Welcome or welcome back to Holistic Hot Girl. This podcast is all about becoming a very holistic, worldly, well-rounded version of yourself. And I hope that after listening to this episode, you feel at least 1% better in your week ahead. Happy Monday. We're looking forward to a great rest of the week, and I am so happy to be a part of your Monday morning. Now, let's get into this episode of Holistic Cockerel. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Cockerel. It is your Holistic Cockerel host, Angela Van Pelt, here with another episode. This week, I'm really excited because we have my good friend Lorenzo on the show. We're going to get into that interview in a little bit, but I thought we would start with a story this week because something kind kind of crazy happened to me. I was going to get a piercing done with some of my friends. We were getting some additional ear piercings, and I decided to go first because I'm scared of needles, so I couldn't watch my friends go. So... We were waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, we get called back. Me and my two friends go back to where they do the piercings at this tattoo parlor. And at first, everything is good. We're picking out the earring. You know, he does the little mark where the piercing's gonna go. I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I talk myself up, talk myself into doing some deep breaths. You know, it's gonna be short and quick and then it'll be done. The piercer goes to pierce my tragus which is the the cartilagey part on your ear that is closest to your head. It's that little part right before the opening of your ear. And that was what I had wanted to get done. He's started piercing my ear and I'm like in so much pain. Some of the worst pain I have felt while getting a piercing. Um, and for context, I have my my nose pierced as well as my cartilage and two lobe piercings on both ears. And it was taking way longer than any piercing I have ever had. Usually it's very quick. It's usually very quick, a little bit of pain, and then it's over. But this guy was just pushing and pushing and pushing into my ear. And finally it stops. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Like that hurt so badly. And I was doing some deep breaths, like I thought it was done. And I was like, is it in, is it in, is it in? Because I didn't feel like an earring go in. They usually do the needle if you go to a tattoo parlor and then they'll slide the earring in after with a special secondary um, space holder thing. And I look at the, I look at the piercer, I look at him. And he, he goes, I didn't actually pierce you. What the hell do you mean you didn't pierce me? I'm sitting there for like what felt like eternity, feeling so much pressure into my tragus. And he goes, your tragus is too thick. I can't pierce you. How embarrassing. Not even embarrassing, but just what a crazy time. So I almost got my tragus pierced this past weekend, but I didn't. And now I have a little baby hole, but no earring because apparently my tragus is too thick to be pierced. This summer I have been in my hometown, but I no longer live at home. 
so I don't live with my parents anymore. This is largely my first independent summer, and it's really interesting because I did grow up in the area, and a lot of my close friends now are not from the area. So my friends and I have been spending time getting to know the town on a more individual level, and this has helped to avoid some of the fear of missing out uh, from seeing our other friends and coworkers who are traveling abroad over the summer. We've tried new restaurants and wineries and hikes, and so much of the scenery has been incredible, making it easier to be happy to be here rather than wishing we were somewhere else. Is there somewhere in your hometown or surrounding area that you have been wanting to check out but just haven't had the time or people to go with you? My Hakka recommendation for this week is to try out some hometown tourism. Find one or two places in your town or surrounding area that are well known or that you haven't been able to visit before. Take it all in with fresh eyes and really imagine it as if it's not your hometown. Take it all in with fresh eyes as if you are actually on a vacation and traveling to this place. A little imagination can make an upstate hike feel like walking a European countryside. Lorenzo and I will be talking about habits later in this episode, and I hope this mini segment of Intro to Habits serves as a little precursor to that. So habits, as defined by James Clear, are the decisions you make and actions you perform every day. Your life today is essentially the sum of your habits. Almost half of our day is made up of the habits and routines we have either consciously or subconsciously made for ourselves. An example from my life is that I've consistently been wearing my retainers to bed since I got my braces off in eighth grade, which was like 10 years ago. Uh, Wearing them nightly has become a habit for me and it feels weird to sleep without them. All of our habits form habit loops. These loops have three parts. I'll use my earlier retainer example to break this down with definitions from greatest.com. There is the cue. This is what is triggering or signaling the behavior, the routine, which is the behavior itself, and the reward, which is what the behavior does for you. In the retainer example, the cue comes when I'm in the bathroom getting ready for bed. After brushing my teeth, I brush and put in my retainers, which is the routine. The reward is that my teeth have not shifted since my braces have come off. We change our habits when we create new rewards and identify our cues. I'm so excited for this episode I have with me today, one of my good friends and Nutriculture CEO, Lorenzo. So Lorenzo and I met in college, Lorenzo was my RA and really had a lot of influence into my now position. Um, so I'm really excited to have him on the show. Lorenzo, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, of course, Angela. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I think it's a super exciting opportunity. I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a long journey, I think, for both of us and where we are, you know, today in our lives. You know, you've, you know, you've influenced, you know, my trajectory for life in many ways as well. Um, and so I'm super happy and excited, you know, excited to know um, that you're continuing on with the residence, uh, you know, administration role. So that's completely amazing. My name is Lorenzo. Um, I'm the founder and CEO and head coach at NutriCulture LLC, uh, which is a virtual uh, full coaching service company uh, that focuses on balanced holistic nutrition to help uh, individuals change their lives and in meaningful ways and permanent ways. Uh, and the reason that I started NutriCulture was simply because 
Um, you know, I've been involved as a consumer um, in the uh, nutrition and the fitness space for, you know, over a decade. And, you know, I've, you know, come to realize, uh, particularly after, you know, pursuing my education, becoming a certified uh, nutrition specialist through International Sports Science Association, etc., that that really, you know, the information that's out there is conflicting. It is confusing. It is, you know, in many cases harmful. I think to um, sustainable long-term success for anybody in order to achieve the results, whatever it is that they're looking to do, whether it's uh, you know building strength, functional strength, and endurance, stamina for their everyday lives, or if they're willing, they're just looking to you know lose the extra belly fat. You know, whatever it is. Having real, solid evidence, science-based advice, um, and a blueprint really for making that happen—that's uh, sort of my goal with NutriCulture. And the truth is, it can be done right from home, and <laughs> there's no gym necessary. And uh, you know, there's really—it's really just you know—it it comes down to the kitchen, the habits that we develop and build throughout our lives. Um, you know, and it starts with you know, waking up in the morning and making that first choice in the day. And so that's what we work on is helping uh, every individual in the program uh, succeed on their own terms, wherever they are. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I know I mentioned in a previous episode, but I actually am a client of NutriCulture. I have been using the program for about three months or so. And so far, I've had some success, you know, not as much success (laughs) as I want, but that's because I definitely have a little bit of... um, discipline issues when it comes to in the kitchen but yeah so I personally have a decent amount of fitness background I played college sports was a collegiate athlete played sports my whole life um but Lorenzo I'm really happy to have you here because you do have a nutrition background so could you explain a little bit more about macros I feel like we see like all this stuff on the internet about macros counting macros could you just explain a little bit about what they are what the benefits to knowing the macro breakdown of your diet um and anything else that you think is important for someone early in their nutrition fitness journey sure absolutely uh so i think you know when we think about macronutrients um what we first need to you know take a look at is sort of energy intake as a whole energy expenditure right um and you know this is simply the amount of energy that your body needs in any given day um, in order to perform the task of life right Um, and depending on how active we are on our age or gender etc there's lots of components that come in uh, to this number but when we identify you know for the most part what that total energy number is um you know relatively accurately and there's lots of calculators and actually NutriCulture we have one right on our website that anybody can use uh, to calculate their energy goals Uh, Once we have that number, the next thing we want to do is identify what the composition of uh, that energy is going to be. And so, you know, as most of us probably know now, you know, there's protein, carbohydrates and fats. Those are the the general macronutrients. And we also have water, which is potentially uh, a macronutrient and also alcohol, which is potentially a macronutrient or could qualify as one. Uh, And the reason that they're macronutrients is because these are the uh, primary sources of energy that make up those calories. That's, these are the things that uh, provide the energy uh, in that larger number. Uh, and so when we think about the macronutrient split, right, the composition, the breakdown of those macros, uh, this depends really more so on uh, what your goals are, right? So from a very general uh, standpoint, uh, 
um, there is a uh, dietary reference intake or, or, or uh, you know, DRI uh, for how much or recommended uh, daily allowance really um, uh, provided by the USDA for how much uh, an individual should be you know, consuming as far as any of these macronutrient breakdowns. And it's really within a very large uh, span, I, I guess. Or So with carbohydrates, you're looking at anything from 45 to 65% of your macro uh, intake coming from carbohydrates. With fats, uh, it's you know 20 to 35%. With protein, it's 15 to 35%. So it's a very large uh, you know, difference, variation, really. So how do you find out where within that range you fall? And this has a lot to do with what your, your goals are, whether it's for performance, whether it's for weight loss, whether it's for uh, strength and functional strength and conditioning, uh, uh, hypertrophy. Uh, this is what we have to identify first. And so for the, the normal, most you know, general person who's looking to lose weight, um, a split somewhere in the 25% protein, 25% uh, fat and 50% carbohydrate range is gonna work uh, for that person. But ultimately this is also uh, one of the best splits for somebody who's looking to build muscle as well. Um, but, you know, we don't have to get into the details there unless you want me to. So, uh, but that's really, that's really what it comes down to getting that balance of protein, the balance of carbohydrates and the balance of fat is what's going to allow our bodies to function optimally. And that's what we're looking for. Because when we do this, not only are we going to feel satiated, we're going to feel full when we're getting a, a complete balanced macronutrient profile, but that balanced ma macronutrient profile also provides the various uh, array of micronutrients and fiber that our bodies need. And so, you know, a lot of the confusion out there is that we have to focus on searching for all these micronutrients. There's so many vitamins and minerals, you know, A vitamins, B vitamins, C vitamins, D vitamins, E vitamins, et cetera. But at the end of the day, when we just focus on that uh, variety, uh, that balance in our diet, for the most part, most of us are going to get all those micronutrients that we need. Awesome, I think that's a really good introduction and definitely very helpful for anyone who is starting on their nutrition journey, learning a little bit more about macros. What would you say are some small habits that people can add to their lives, like just small, basic, everyday changes that can make a big difference for living a healthier lifestyle. I yes. know, I know, you're really into your habits. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really huge into the habit, uh, you know, the habit sequences, habit loops. So, really, we could have a whole entire podcast episode just on habit development. But if I were to give a couple of key uh, hints or ta uh, tips, you know, in this regard. The overall overarching umbrella statement I'm going to make is that what we want to do is take control of our environments. You know, a lot of the time when you think about this uh, difference between um, sort of motivation or, you know, self-control, you know, uh, when we feel motivated, we have more self-control. We're able to kind of, you know, uh, be more conscientious and make those good decisions. Um, but on the other side of that spectrum, you also have habit, right? Uh, and habit is more of an automated, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, performance, right, or activity. It's something that you're doing. It's like when you pick up your cell phone and you're looking at your app, maybe you're looking through your messages or emails, um, and then you set your phone down because you're done. You look back up at the TV or whatever it is that you're doing, and five seconds later, you pick up the phone again to go through that same exact habit loop, and, you, and then you catch yourself. And you're like, wait a minute, I already looked at my phone. Why am I doing this again? 
And, and the same exact thing happens. That's a habit loop. And this is automated. It's, it's the way that our brains are interacting with our environment. Um, and so, you know, it's through repetition. We look at our phones so frequently. Now we, we do this every day. The same exact thing applies in the kitchen, right? Uh, in my personal life, for example, I have a pantry and I have uh, some treats in there, right? I've got, I usually have Cheez-Its and I have, uh, or I used to really just have Cheez-Its and chocolate. <laughs> these are my, these are my guilt, guilty pleasures, I guess. Uh, and so what I would do is I'd, I'd get up, right? Get off the couch. And the first thing I do is I'd walk into the kitchen. And then from there, the next thing I do is open that pantry door. And that was just my habit loop. And I think we all have something similar to this. And we know exactly where those treats, you know, kind of live. Um, but when we organize ourselves this way, we're allowing that habit loop to kind of uh, fulfill itself. And so as soon as you open that door, now you're faced with the challenge of, of self-control because now we have this thing called a cue and the cue is that nice treat sitting right there in front of us and we want to grab it. And then we, our, our brains have to process, is this hunger? Are we feeling hunger or is this a craving? And sometimes it's hard to tell the difference, but when you have that cue, you have that treat right there accessible, you just want to grab it. Um, and, and so that's something that is a challenge, you know, for many of us. So the way that we break that habit loop is by removing the cue. We cannot change the routine. The cue needs to be fixed first in order to change the routine. The cue is the, is the food that we're seeing. The routine is the action of going to that door, open up, opening up that door and then pulling that treat out. So if we want to remove that opportunity and rely more on automation on good habits rather than on the self-control, what we want to do is remove that treat from the pantry and put it somewhere else, somewhere hopefully that number one is more challenging to get to, uh, but number two, uh, that's not in your in your foresight, right? That's not in your direct line of thought. Um, so, and the second thing you can do if you wanna make that habit even better is not just remove that treat, replace it with something you would not typically go for. And the suggestion I always make is fruits and veggies. I know it sounds weird, right? Keeping fruits in your pantry, what the heck? Why would someone do that? But the idea is that if you open up that pantry door now and what you see on the other side is a banana, right? Now that habit loop has been interrupted. Now your brain's gonna consciously think or subconsciously even, there's a banana there. That's not what I'm expecting. That's not typical for me, right? So rather than sending that craving, that brain, that craving cue um, for whatever that was before, now it's sending a, a cue for a banana and now you're gonna be able to differentiate. Uh, am I hungry? Do I want to grab the banana or eh, no, I'm not really feeling it. If you're not feeling it, then it wasn't hunger in the first place. It was just a craving. And so finding these small ways to kind of implement these new habits into our lifestyle, break those old habit loops and replace them with good ones um, are good. Now, I know I talked a lot, but let me add two more pieces to that puzzle. That's the first step. The first step is replacing that cue. The second step, as we already mentioned, is replace is placing that that new that treat, whatever that whatever that uh, cue was, right? Let's say the the, uh, the uh, Kit Kat bars for me that were inducing um, this craving for me every time I saw them. Putting them up somewhere else, like in a cupboard above the refrigerator, where now you have to step on a stool, or maybe undo a baby lock, for example, to get to it. Just that small interruption is making it hard enough for you in your just daily process, your daily habit loop, to not necessarily wanna do it as frequently. And now we've just reduced our intake of Kit Kat bars. And if you wanna go a step even further than that, uh, maybe it's chips, maybe your, your, your craving is chips, maybe it's something else. Portion those things out ahead of time. Don't leave them in the bag, portion them out in baggies. So that way they're pre-portioned. So if 
not only are you putting that chip, that bag of chips portioned out, right? You're not, you're not just putting those chips in the cupboard above the refrigerator where you have to get to a school to get to them. Now, not only that, if all of that, that first and second line of defense fail, when you do grab that chips, it's already, already portioned out and you're not going to overeat. I think that's really something that is helpful, not just in trying to build positive nutrition habit loops, but basically any habit loop. You know, if you're consistently watching TV and you want to watch less TV, put the remote somewhere that you're not going to remember. Or, you know, and I know a lot of people in like our age range struggle with like vaping. Move your vape. Make it harder to find it. Take it out of your environment. Um, yes. You know, this, yes. Can, this can apply to all sorts of habits that you're trying to improve on. Is there anything else that you would like to share today about nutriculture, about fitness nutrition, about yourself? Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I want to share, of course, that I, I, you know, I love what I do and I love, you know, working with my clients. But more importantly, um, you know, I think that my goal here with this company uh, is simply to build a, you know, a culture around positive uh, nutrition, self-image, uh, you know, confidence, uh, and, you know, good habit behavior. And, you know, I think that's a very good point that you made, Angela, uh, regarding, you know, applying this to your everyday life. And really, you know, if we were to walk away with, with sort of one task, one piece of homework, it's to sort of think about conscientiously, what are those habits that we do every single day that we don't think about? If we can label them as habits or habit loops, rather, identify what the cue is that's causing us to go through the routine, and then what is the reward at the end? You know, what is the thing that we're taking away from this? When we uh, make coffee in the morning, I have a habit of making, as soon as I wake up, the first thing I do is turn on the coffee pot. Why? Because, you know, number one, I have the coffee out. I know that I need it. <laughs> number two, I have withdrawal if I don't have it. <laughs> so there's a reward there for that. Um, eating the candy, it's the reward of getting that dopamine or getting that, uh, uh, you know, getting that sugar rush. Um, if it's, you know, picking up your phone, it's the adrenaline rush or that dopamine uh, from, you know, seeing what's on Facebook or seeing what your friends are doing or seeing what likes you have or seeing what text messages or emails you receive, right? The list goes on. So identifying what those habit loops are in your house, I'm sorry, in your life <laughs> or in your house, right? Like the remote <laughs> and, you know, applying that. So I think that that is a, excellent uh excellent takeaway here awesome yeah i really like the homework part i will be putting that in like our social media post for this week um lastly if people want to learn more about nutriculture or connect with you where can they go to do that sure um so on my facebook i have a facebook page i have a website so at nutricultureLLC.com, um you can visit our website check out what we're doing um use any of our free uh, resources there. We actually give out free coaching calls um, to really anybody who asks. So just click the link there, schedule a call, and we'll sit down, we'll chat, um, see how we can, uh, you know, implement, you know, habit loops, better habit, or, you know, positive habit loops in your life uh, regarding nutrition and more. Um, we also have a Facebook page, so facebook.com slash LLC. You can give us a follow and a like there. Uh, Instagram handles LLC. Uh, you see that you see the common theme here. Uh, uh, LinkedIn is the same way, Nutriculture LLC, and then also you can follow me on my on my personal LinkedIn as well. 
Um, super responsive, love having conversations, um, really anything. I love talking about anything nutrition related, anything uh, habit related, anything coaching related at all. Um, you know, please just let me know, send me a message and I'd be happy to, uh, to entertain that conversation. Awesome. Lorenzo, thank you so much again for coming on the show. I think it's really beneficial to have, um, you know, someone with a little bit more knowledge, definitely your nutrition fitness background to, to talk about building healthy lifestyle, healthy habits. So I really appreciate uh, your support. Of course. Thank you so much. Any, any collaborations we can do, I'm always absolutely happy. Uh, this has been an amazing opportunity. Thank you so much. And I hope I can uh, return at some point in the near future. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Holistic Hot Girl. I do plan on doing future episodes on habits. So if you like this episode, please share it with a friend. If you liked this episode of Holistic Hot Girl, please share it with a friend or leave a review. You might even add us to your next Hot Girl Walk playlist. It really does help the show. Follow us on Instagram at Holistic Hot Girl Pod to stay up to date and get more Hot Girl tips. Be sure to follow wherever you listen to stay up to date with Holistic Hot Girl. Have a great week. I will see you next Monday. Thank you.